0: Thank you for joining us today. We hope this teaching inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you tools for everyday life. We encourage you to visit us at mbcocala.com to discover more about the life-changing ministry at Meadowbrook, as well as convenient ways you can partner with us financially in helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. Enjoy the message.
1: Hey, welcome our online campus, could you? God bless you guys. Peace to your house. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, I had people say, well, pastor, you're not wearing an ugly sweater. Here's my dilemma. This message will be recorded and it will go different places. And I didn't want it to be out of context. And... Um, also I just I don't want to be a distraction when I'm handling the word so um maybe I'll wear a weird weird sweater somewhere and and we'll show you a picture at some point but but uh had to had to do this tonight well I wanted to do a message tonight called how not to ruin your Christmas how many of you come on think back have ever had a Christmas ruined or something happened okay no one's no one's fessing up tonight um I've had plenty in my in my life um so we want to look at some things tonight, very, some very practical, all of them, I believe, very uh, scriptural and uh, very useful for us tonight. We've had fun tonight. We'll, we'll have a little more fun, but uh, the big thing is, is life change and that, that this would help us in our lives. Amen? How many of you have experienced stress before during, during the holidays? Okay. Well, then you might, how many of you know that some of that stress can come from family? Okay. All right. Some of you that really shot your hand up, this is what I know. Your family's not with you tonight. Our, our, yeah. Well, maybe you could relate to this video. What's this?
0: One of my favorite Christmas traditions, I think, with my family was going to the Christmas tree farm and picking out a real Christmas tree and cutting it down and bringing it back to the house and decorating it. You know, I think it's something that I'd like to continue with my family. However, I don't know how my wife would feel about that because they've always had fake Christmas trees. Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, if you've got a lot of relatives, that's a lot of money. But... um, Some people are just hard to buy for. You know, they either already have it or they can buy it themselves. Um, Some people, you just don't like. You don't want to buy them anything. Being at home for Christmas is great and all, but going on a road trip with family, that's a whole other story. All those people in one car with different tastes of music. I don't know if I could go another year listening to 70s music for 10 hours straight. The worst gift I've ever gotten definitely came from my in laws. You know that awkward moment when you open a gift and you don't like it but you have to act like you do? My favorite part of Christmas Day would definitely have to be Christmas dinner. I mean, all the laughter, the great conversation, the food is amazing. I mean, my wife's mom is a great cook. But if I was honest, her dad tells a lot of cheesy jokes. I and mean, you'd think you'd get it by now, but. I guess a lot of people like his jokes.
1: We good? You got everything you need? All right. Awesome. Uh, And to put the uh, video in full context, I want to show you a picture. And uh, this is Alicia and I and our daughter, and our son-in-law. <laughs> All right. Thank you, John, for being a sport. So, All right. Well, Christmas is um, complex, and people are complex, and our world is uh, increasingly more and more complex. Add to that family dynamics. Add to that, um, we have to be so PC, politically correct. We'll talk a little bit about some of that tonight. There's so many different things. So I thought quickly I could sum up uh, how to not ruin your Christmas or some others by showing you a couple pictures and just tell you essentially this. Don't be this guy, okay? Don't be this guy. So here, let's go ahead with a couple of these. Augustus Mayhew, Mayor of Whoville. How many of you know who he is? Okay. What an obnoxious guy. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Harry and Marv, Home Alone. Go ahead. Ebenezer Scrooge. Go ahead. That's Cousin Eddie. Christmas Vacation. Don't be that guy. (laughs) Professor Hinkle, the greedy evil magician in Frosty. This is Scott Farkas from The Christmas Story. Now, i got to tell you something, though. He turned out okay. He still makes in residuals about $900 a year from his role in the movie and he has a fun setup, he gives it to his mom. So, so that's a little bit redeeming. So, And the Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. Here's my point. Don't be those guys, okay? Don't be those guys. Now, as far as Christmas, the first thing we have to do is we have to frame this right, first and foremost, and do not forget. I'll go ahead and put this on the screen for you here. Christmas is a celebration of the entrance of our Savior into the world. Everybody read that with me, will you? Christmas is the celebration of the entrance of our Savior into the world. Now, as so we look around us in the world, and even some of our funny sweaters and stuff, should be no cause for offense as you go in the world or wherever you go as long as you are clear. Um, What is this? What is this that all the world is doing a whole lot of things about? You make sure that you have clarity that Christmas is a celebration. Now, everybody's in the celebration, but not everybody knows what and why they're celebrating. So it's important that you do. Uh, What are we celebrating? The entrance. This is just the entrance that we're celebrating of our Savior into the world. And I've said this many times. Christmas without Easter makes no sense. Okay, so it's the full story, but it's the entrance of our Savior, and I said this on Sunday, and and it's just in my heart so big again tonight, and boy, oh boy, do we need a Savior. Come on, church, boy, oh boy, do we need a Savior, and uh, I mean, just this afternoon and just before service, news and things that I'm hearing and things happening in people's lives connected to us, you know, local, people hurting People going through things. People need, it's going to sound so old-fashioned, but I'm going to say it, ready? People need Jesus. People need Jesus. The world is trying its best, and the enemy's trying to pull the strings on this too, to you know, just to belittle or denounce or just cut that off or laugh at that. But I'm telling you what, one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, not because they're being forced to, Because then they'll see, they'll see. And I think all along people do have a sense because eternity is written in the hearts. They'll have a sense. And uh, those of you that have received Jesus and have a relationship with our Heavenly Father through Jesus, (laughs) you need to really celebrate. You need to really celebrate this Christmas. Amen. This word Savior here actually means deliverer, rescuer, Preserver. I like to put it this way: He's the one who makes you safe and keeps you safe. Makes you safe and keeps you safe. Look with me in Luke chapter two, verse eleven: For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And there, there is foundation for our definition: Christmas is a celebration of the entrance of our Savior into the world. And can I tell you what in this world and Ephesians talks about it there are people that are without God and without hope in this present world. And if you don't have God, you really don't have hope. You don't have a belief of some kind of positive outcome. Well, you know, we have hope. And can I tell you what? Our hope showed up. Our hope first showed up as a baby in a manger. Yes. Yes. Our hope, hear me. Our hope is not in Washington our hope is not in Hollywood. Our, our hope is not on Wall Street. Our hope first showed up in a brain-defying way as a baby in a manger in the middle of the night. Our Savior has come. Amen. Amen. And I love how God works because he does, he does things in ways that we'll end up knowing it was him. It was him, only only he could have worked things out in that way, amen? All right, always keep in mind this, that Christmas is the celebration, the entrance of our Savior into the world. Let me caution you, I'm gonna go through about five, six things here, but let me caution you first on this. Don't let others' variations of Christmas bother you. Don't get upset because uh, people miss the point. For years, I've just been amazed at Christians, church-going people, that are so mad at Christmas. And this is one of the most reported things I get from people. And I go, well, what are you so mad about? Because the clerk at the store would not say Merry Christmas. (laughs) And so I joke back at him. I go, well, I guess it won't be one, will it? It's so that you get it. And they're never going to get it if you get so cranked up. Well, they, all they would say is happy holidays. I love that. Do you know what that means? Happy holy days. I'll take that. I'll take that. And, and if, hey, if they're doing some of the same things we're doing, but they're celebrating festivus or whatever... Just so you get it. Everybody say, I get it. I get it. Listen, they missed it on the first time around too. Yes. Yes. I'll show you some scripture here in John chapter 1. But you can't, hear me, sweethearts, you can't fix everybody. You can't change everybody. And largely a lot of things are the way they are. But you can be a light. Amen. Come on, I said you can be a light. And so a lot of people miss it. And then our world gets more and more commercialized with it and more and more diverse and plurality and PC and all of those things. And, you know, we shouldn't be shocked because people missed it the first time around too. Look with me in John chapter 1. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. Go ahead. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But, come on, everybody say but. But. But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. And look in verse 14. I just love this verse. And the word, Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And I've taught on this and taught on this and taught on this. If Jesus came into a pre-Christian world full of grace and truth, then that is the way that we are to conduct ourselves in a post-Christian world full of grace and truth. Are y'all with me? Say amen tonight. All right. Let's look at a number of things here tonight. I've got got about six, like I said, how not to ruin your Christmas. First of all, uh, be patient and show kindness. Come on, read that with me. Be patient and show kindness. Ready for this? To everyone. <laughs> to everyone. You know, uh, shopping, all the things you got to do. I, I woke up this morning thinking about, ah, oh, it's December what? <laughs> you know, we've got a lot to do. But, you know, why should anyone else have to pay for, you know, all that you have to do and get done and traffic and long lines and money that you weren't planning on spending maybe or whatever. Be patient and show kindness to everyone. I like to put it this way. Act like your Savior has come. And don't take the bait. You know, the enemy would love to set you up every day with somebody to fuss with. Don't take the bait. Just just be a smart fish, okay? And just pass on by. And can I tell you something? Don't fight in Hobby Lobby. I am not kidding you. Alicia and I were in Hobby Lobby the other day. And I'm following her around with a cart. I mean, no, their carts are only that long. I feel, I feel, I feel so manly. And um, suddenly I hear two ladies screaming at each other. In Hobby Lobby, y'all. So, please do not act out at home or beyond. Amen? Amen? Be patient. Show kindness to everyone. Or you know what? You will ruin your Christmas. How would you love to get arrested for fighting at Hobby Lobby at Christmas time? <laughs> hey, Grandma, tell us again that time that, you know. <laughs> All right. Next is this. Enjoy the buildup. Enjoy the buildup. You know, December twenty fifth is just twenty four hours, and it goes by. How many of you know it goes by? And if if you're saving all your emotional bank for that one day, before you know it, it's over. I mean, right after lunch, it's like over. And then sometimes, and this has happened. I remember with my mom. I remember with my wife. It's like we're done. Things go back in the boxes. Other things go out to the street. Are are you all with me here? So what you need to do—we've kind of learned to do this—is enjoy the buildup. Just enjoy the buildup. You know, come on first Wednesday in December and do things like that. You know, and just just kind of enjoy the buildup. Slow down. Take your time. And then we've been talking about this in our anxiety series. Practice mindfulness. Practice mindfulness. Now let me give you a principle. Get this. How many of you trying to Catch that Christmas feeling, get a Christmas twinge. Come on, be be honest tonight. Okay, the rest of you, how many of you would not raise your hand, no matter what I asked you to do? All right, get this. The we're trying to recapture a memory or a feeling that was originally captured. Before you got all busy and grown up and learned how to worry, listen to this: worry blocks wonder. So pay attention. The instances that you get, oh, I felt Christmasy. <laughs> I promise you, in that moment, you're not worrying. So we're trying to recapture. You ready? So we're, we're trying to recapture something that we captured before we learned to be all anxious when we were a child we're trying to capture something I have I have some toys (laughs) they're old (laughs) (laughs) that were mine when I was a little boy and some of them are still set up in a closet in my study at home and every now and then I go in there and look at them Every now and then, I almost play with them. (laughs) Because you know what? The best thing you can be, the best way for you to enjoy virtually anything, including the kingdom of God, is to become like a child. Now, that doesn't mean be immature. I think a big part of the emphasis of that is, is that you just get back to the place where you're not so crowded up worrying about everything, 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 everything. So the way you're going to best enjoy the things around you is to the, is the practice mindfulness, to get fully present in the moment, give things over to God, re-listen to the whole anxiety, anti-anxiety series, and we still have a couple more weeks on that. And uh, here's a few things to do. Listen. Everybody say listen. Actually take the time and listen to music, and listen to people, and listen to laughter, and lift, listen to the things that are going on around you. And then look, everybody say, Look. I mean, look at lights. You know, my wife loves to. Sometimes I don't love to. She goes, You want to drive around and look at lights? Yeah. I love you. She loves that. But you know what? When I go, I'm not going to drive around mad. Get in the moment, you know? And then, whatever you do, decorations at your house. Well, whatever you do with decorations at your house, please be careful. Okay. Smell, everybody say smell. Take the time and smell the food cooking. Christmas trees, candles, all this. Thing. Take the time to actually slow down and do this. I can't do this. I got I have so much to do. You, you know what? And you're going to miss everything. You're going to miss everything. Um, one of my favorite smells still to this day, and it's when Alicia will start the base of something and it's got garlic and onion and celery. They should make candles <laughs> like, like this. And you know why? I've always loved that smell because that was, that was Christmas morning. Mom's starting to, smart, starting to cook. And see, you'll say, well, what does this have to do with Jesus? It has to do with your celebration of the entrance of the Savior. And I'd hate for any of us to miss it because part of it is feasting. Yeah. I really thought I'd get a good amen when I said feasting. <laughs> part of it is feasting. Read the... There, there you are. Read the Bible. They like to feast, and make sure that you enjoy that. That you're not thinking about this or that. All oh, the markets closed today, but I wonder it's going to. You, you need to chill and get in the moment, Mr. Potter. You need to taste your food. You need to talk to people. You need, you need to go ahead and as family gathers, friends gather, talk to people. Sit down. Hear their stories. Tell me something awesome about this last, this last year. Laugh and be happy and have hope. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, we've, how many of you had a good time so far tonight? Okay. All right. go. Because I got to get real serious for a few minutes. Okay. All right. Ready? Next one. Stay safe and sober. All right, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Um, I want to talk about alcohol for a moment. I want everybody to relax. Not alcohol relax. I just want you to just just relax. Um, I could tell you stories. I have memories. My wife could tell you stories. She has memories. Many of you could tell stories that have memories of holidays absolutely ruined. And the reason it was ruined was because of alcohol. Okay? Now, whether you know it or not, if you drink, you get louder. And I'm going to push a little bit, and you get obnoxious. I was recently in a setting where I was with somebody on one day and then with them on another day and they were drinking on the second day and they were a different person. Um, arguments, fights, wrecks, regrets. Now, in the body of Christ today, there's discussion and there's less and less discussion about it and just a uh, uh, Something assumed that that we can drink. So here's the debate, and I'll talk scripture with anybody. Here's the debate. Well, the scripture doesn't tell us that we can't, so it falls under the category of liberty. So, pastor, are you telling us we can? Um, I'm not. That's above my pay grade. So here's the thing. Scripture said, why would you use liberty as an occasion to stumble? And why would you use your liberty to cause someone else to stumble? Or why would you use your liberty to perhaps end up in bondage again yourself? Where you've been freed from something to go back to it. So, technically, are you allowed to to drink. The Bible does not forbid it. However, look me in the eye. The, the Bible expressly, absolutely forbids drunkenness. Now here's the thing. I have 20 plus years as a law enforcement chaplain. I've seen way too much. I've been on a whole lot of DUI uh, Arrest, and people typically don 't know where their line is. Some people drink because well it 's a cultural thing, and our family 's done it, and all these things um, i 'm going to let you sort that out with Jesus okay but here 's the thing: Well, are we allowed to drink? You sort that out with Jesus. I just know this directly, expressly, absolutely from scripture. It is forbidden to be drunk, okay? And there are a lot of reasons, obvious reasons for that beyond Scripture even. Proverbs 20, verse 1 says that wine is a mocker and strong drink is a brawler, which you're going to end up mocking things you would not have mocked before because filter goes away and end up argumentative and fighting where you would not have before except for this influence. The Bible is huge about having self-control why would we give away our self-control to a chemical that that would direct us to do things? And it never directs you to do good things. <laughs> Scripture's very clear as a matter of fact, here's one verse I won't take a lot of time on this in Habakkuk. There's a verse that says it's actually sin for you to invite people over to get them drunk. I have never heard in 35 years, no, more than that of marriage, of, of, of ministry, 34 years of marriage, we have never heard, and we've been in ministry our entire marriage, we have never ever heard anybody say, life is so much better now that we're drinking. We've never heard anybody say, our marriage is so much better now that we're drinking. So let me just tell you this. I, I wish you wouldn't. If you do, do not get drunk. If you do drink, I don't judge you. I love you. I will pastor you. I will be here for you. And if you mess up, I'll come and I'll help you. But I just, I just think there's a better way. Now, myself, I do not drink. I won't drink. And there's a couple reasons why. First of all, my childhood. My childhood. Second of all, my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit, and I'm not going to damage it. I'm not going to damage my brain. I'm not going to damage my, my systems. Um, as I said, also, I've been a chaplain for law enforcement. I'm a pastor, and I've seen too much, and I've not seen benefit. I don't see a benefit. Anything I ever share from you, to you, from up here, number one, it's going to be because I love you, and number two, it's going to be because there's some basis for it in the Word of God. Amen. Love is the license to speak truth. And I'm commanded by Scripture to tell you the truth, but I'm to do it in love. So I'm not hard-nosed. I'm not old-line. I just want the freedom, the life that you could have. And if it's an issue and if you have a problem with that, we have classes. We have counseling. We have all kinds of things to be able to help you with that as well. So, what's our topic tonight? How not to ruin Christmas. Now, I know for some of you, I just ruined your night. (laughs) But I love you. And I hope you love me back. And I hope you'll hear. I hope you hear what I've said. And please, okay, do you have the liberty? Perhaps so. But you do not have the liberty to be drunk. And once there is a line, and once you get across that line, tell you what, you're in a dangerous spot of losing self-control and certainly ruining Christmas and many, many other things. Do you receive what I would say to you tonight? Okay. All All right. Now let's watch a funny video. No, I'm teasing. I don't have one. We don't have one. All right. Here's another one. You ready? Don't overspend. Okay, what is, our, what is our topic tonight? How to not ruin Christmas. Well, this overspending actually will help you have an awesome Christmas. So, perhaps part B of this, of this sermon could be how, to not, how not to ruin January, February, March. Okay? <laughs> So, use some self control there. Be very intentional about this. Otherwise, you're going to end up with after Christmas, you're going to have bills and you're going to have regrets. And uh, so, do not overspend. Amen? Amen. Now, related, unrelated, here's the next one be generous. It's not a contradiction because generosity is actually the position of the heart, it's the position of your heart. So, be generous, be intentional. And I think when we're intentional about what we give, how many of you have ever given before out of obligation? How many of you have ever given before out of obligation? Okay. Okay. And, and I can remember gift exchanges in elementary school, you know, and they said, if you're a boy, you had to buy for a girl. And I said, I don't want to buy for a girl, you know, and you had obligation things. So, but in real life, sometimes you have office parties and different things like that. Sometimes you have relatives. I know they're going to get me something. I better get them something, you know. And so just you pray about that and be intentional. The Bible says it's more blessed to yeah. give than to receive. I want to encourage you, and we believe in biblical generosity. I want to encourage you to go outside your regular circle this, this Christmas too and bless somebody. Find somebody, a little family or something uh, that you can make a difference for them. Um, I would encourage you this too. Now, this this is radical generosity. Alicia was telling me a, about something and it's called tip the bill. Huh? Yeah, but it's called tip the, tip, the tip the bill. Hashtag tip the bill. So you go into a restaurant and let's say your bill is $31.58. You tip thirty one dollars and fifty eight cents. Some of y'all are looking like, oh blah, blah, blah. <laughs> let's talk about drinking again. That's yeah. <laughs> now, now be be led on that. Be led on that, but let me let me tell you you need to take good, people, good care of the people who take care of you in different places. You know, and you have, you have providers uh, that aren't compensated so well. You have, your children have teachers. They're first responders. Now, if I ruled the world, and I don't, and I am not running for office, but educators... First responders, be at the top of the pay grade. They'd be at the top of the pay grade. They make the difference. Maybe find a way to be generous to them. And then in your family, of course, be generous and be very intentional. And we believe your, your, your focus needs to be more on giving than, in re, than on receiving. So now that's the flip on being a child because as a child, how many of you know it was all about receiving, okay? Okay, but we do this. Uh, in our family. Some of you, when you're opening presents as a family, it's a feeding frenzy. And it's over in two minutes. And there's a pile of paper and there's stuff, and it's like, no, that was mine. No, that was mine. You know, and it just kind of happens that way. So we've done it, this, and it takes some discipline to do this. But we start with the youngest. We divvy up the, the gifts. We start with the youngest. And the youngest one, everybody watches them open. And then the next, oldest, watch them open. Why? Because it's more blessed to, to give than to receive. And we want to watch the joy. We want to watch people be blessed. Now, I'm not encroaching upon your family traditions, but I just would offer that one. There's great, great joy in that. Now, there's great, great anxiousness for some of them, especially as the younger ones, and, th- and that's probably why we do them first. <laughs> Here's another one, and this just helps me, Okay have a personal theme or song for Christmas. Just think about something that you want that to be your theme and you'll kind of find it all through, the, all through the season. I have a signal song. I know it is officially Christmas for me when I hear it's the most wonderful time of the year by Andy Williams. Not by Madonna, by Andy Williams. And then my song for this year, oh, do I dare sing it? Um, Alright, here we go. Just follow and think of the words and think of the definition of of Christmas. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy Comfort and joy Oh, tidings of comfort and joy Right? So Get a song with some meaning and not like, you're a cruel one. (laughs) All right real quick and we're going we're going to wrap up here. I think also how not to ruin your Christmas. Make sure you get to Christmas Eve candlelight services, okay? Now. We're going to have on Sunday the 23rd, we're going to have regular services. So we'll have our three services here, our ter- two services over at East Campus. Hey, where's all our East Campus people? Come on, let's give it up for East Campus tonight. There, uh, we'll have regular services on Sunday the 23rd. Christmas Eve is on Monday the 24th, and we will, we will be having Christmas Eve services at three here at 3, 4:30 and 6. At East, you'll have it at 4:30 and 6. So there's three here, three, 4:30 and 6. We'll make sure you know about it. And then at East, there will be 4:30 and 6. and of course, we'll always be online. And then lastly tonight, how to not ruin your Christmas. ready for this? Don't miss the gift. Don't miss the gift. Look with me in Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace, y'all, this is so incredible right here. For by grace, unmerited favor. You didn't, didn't deserve it, can't earn it. For by grace, you've been saved. Why did I need to be saved? Because I was held hostage i was lost i was broke i was ruined i was dying for by grace you've been saved through faith just by believing it's not of yourselves come on everybody it's the come on one more time because that's beautiful it's it's what it's the gift of god not of works lest anyone should boast So we can just stand and just believe and receive this gift, the gift of a Savior, a Savior who came so that you and I could have a relationship with a heavenly Father. Now, here's the gospel in a nutshell. Sin entered the world, and what was perfect now was broken. And originally in the garden, there was a relationship, a daily walk in the cool of the day with God Almighty. Sin comes and breaks that relationship and creates distance because God is holy and we no longer were. And it's not just some that sinned. All have sinned. There's no one that has not sinned except one who came as a baby In a manger. And he was the Son of God who put on flesh and came into the world and lived a sinless life. And I told you earlier, Christmas makes no sense without Easter. He lived a sinless life. He fulfilled thousands of prophecies. And he grew up and he taught and he went around teaching, preaching, and healing. And then he went to the cross we have a cross up in there, and we've got a cross out front and out back because I, I want us to always be reminded, coming and going. That's the centerpiece. That's the hinge pin of it all right there. And Jesus went on the cross, and the Bible says that he took on the sins of all mankind. He became sin. He took my sin. He took your sin. And he paid the price because the, the payment, the penalty for sin is death but if you and I tried to pay the penalty for sin just another person died somebody had to pay the price that could actually pay the price and so Jesus became sin died on the cross on Good Friday took the sins of the world away and the third day he rose again and he came back he died sin he rose again righteous he conquered death and hell and the grave and what he did he took the sin that separated us from god out of the way and the bible says there's one one mediator between god and man jesus christ and jesus is the only one that could hold god's hand and hold our hand because he was God who became flesh. And his flesh paid the price for our sins and took them out of the way and, lets, and brings us back and lets us join hands again with our Heavenly Father. That's salvation. That's a gift. That's the grace and the love of God. and All you have to do is believe. And if you've already received that gift... Let me remind you what Christmas is. Christmas is the celebration of the entrance of our Savior into the world. Amen? Did y'all get anything at all out of this tonight? Okay.
0: Thanks again for listening to this message resource for Meadowbrook. You can stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.